Got some more guests lined up, but as always, I like to sprinkle in these little intimate episodes, man. You know what I mean? It's like it's one-on-one. It's like a therapy session, man. You and me, or me and my mic, however you want to look at it, man. Fuck out of here. But yeah, man, episode 78 of the K-Podcast. Appreciate you being here. We got a bunch of shit to talk about today, so I'm going to get right to it. As far as new shit, not too much. Uh, I actually just saw... Roger Waters at Amway a couple weeks ago, or a week or two ago, I can't remember. But Roger Waters is the lead singer of Pink Floyd. That was Hey You by Pink Floyd, you know what I mean? Paying a little homage out here. But yeah, it was super dope, man. Like, I just found out about the show Day Of, because one of my buddies was, uh, he went to the Miami show the night before, and then he said he was going again in Orlando. I seen him post about it or whatever. So I'm like, damn, bro, to see Roger Waters at Amway, you know what I mean, right up the street from where I live, I look up tickets, and they're 25 bucks, so I said, fuck, yeah, we up in here, fuck out of here, so me and three of my buddies went up to Amway, you know what I mean, we got nosebleed sections, it didn't even fucking matter, it was funny, one of the concierge ladies or whatever walking around actually gave us free tickets for a section that was down below us, kind of closer to the stage, and we ended up just chilling in the nosebleeds, bro, we were super comfy, Literally sprawled out at our legs in the seats in front of us, just fucking smoking out the arena, man. Enjoying some Pink Floyd, man. Some classic tunes, man. So yeah, if you're not school, go ahead and check out some Pink Floyd. You know what I mean? Educate yourself. Culture yourself. It was dope because they're old-ass British dudes, right? They were popular in, I think, the 70s. Um, But the show was very... I know I don't like the term, but... 
or it's just played out, I guess, but it was very woke, you know what I mean? They had a lot of imagery about social justice, human rights, and everything like that, and it was it was really dope, man. The production was dope. The music was dope. You know what I mean? It was just a great experience. So shout out to Roger Waters and Pink Floyd, man. You know what I mean? You got to see the legends while they're still around. That very well may be the last time that he's on tour. So, you know, I would have went for 50 bucks. Maybe even, I don't know, about 100 but $25. I mean, after all the fucking fees from Ticketmaster, it did come to 45 But still, bro, come on, man. Fuck out of And then this past Saturday, September 10th, was the 2022 Ozone Hip Hop Festival that I had the pleasure of performing at. Sold some merch for the first time ever. Had some t-shirts officially printed up. Shout out to Odd Bones LLC, you know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, man, it was a dope time, you know? I got a little vlog on YouTube as well, just kind of show day preparations shit that goes into that kind of stuff and obviously clips from the performance so make sure you check that out on my motherfucking youtube but yeah man it was dope i mean there was at least 20 artists there the way that they do the ozone hip-hop festival is it's very i guess like traditional hip-hop there were people with the kind of experimentative sounds and whatnot but it's very much focused on you know lyricism kind of spreading a message through your music you know no shade but like there weren't any little pumps there or anything like that you know what i mean so it's a dope dope event you know what i mean some grown folk hip-hop shit it was at grumpy slash uncle lose i will say i mean the night overall went well but when i first showed up for sound check at six the, sh- the doors opened at seven right so sound check was at six or was supposed to be at six We ended up not doing it because it was just a lot of shit going on. I mean, when I showed up, the DJs were still getting set up. But more than that, the owners of the two bars, Grumpy's and Uncle Lou's, which are literally right next to each other. They are adjacent next-door neighbors. We pulled up, or I pulled up, and these the two owners were, like, literally screaming at each other to the point, like, screaming, cursing, calling each other all sorts of names. Literally to the point where me and I think a couple a couple of the other artists and stuff who were there waiting thought that it was gonna it could potentially like escalate into a fight. So I don't know what the fuck that was all about. I mean, uh, allegedly it was all about the little wooden kiosk that they ended up putting directly in the middle for you know collecting the tickets and money and shit like that. But I don't understand how that could elevate into such a heated argument. But that's how we started the night, you know what I mean? Definitely smoothed itself out later. Um, once the show actually started, I went back home, changed and everything. And then slid back, um, set up the table, had the vlog camera, like I said. So I was trying to get some BTS stuff. It's always kind of hard, especially when you're the artist yourself, you know. Um, it's just a little weird doing it yourself like that. But you got to do what you got to do, man. Uh, caught some other good acts, you know what I mean? Some that I knew, some that I didn't know, so definitely big shout-out to everyone involved. If we linked up, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully work with you guys in the future. I'll definitely see you guys next year. Um, obviously, shout-out to Chris Audio, Ben Phrases, the whole Ozone conglomerate for putting that on and inviting your boy up there. You know what I'm saying? But went up and did my thing. It's funny being just, I guess, self-conscious and a perfectionist as as the artist yourself i'm doing my set and like i didn't i know i didn't fuck up at all but afterwards and during the set i was just like damn like i feel like there are some things that i could do better i'm like fucking sitting there critiquing myself and my girl a bunch of other artists a bunch of the homies even butta was like dude your your confidence on stage has like gotten much better and so it's just funny to hear that while in my head i'm like damn man you gotta fucking blah 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 you know like Either way, I guess, moral of the story is everything's a learning experience, you know. It could always be worse as well. So as long as you're getting better or trying to get better and learn from your mistakes, man, that's all you can really fucking do, right? So, um, yeah, man, and then pretty much Bud and Matane closed out the set, or the show, rather, not the set. Um, Butta performed a bunch of shit from the new Summer Pack. 
He had chem class from no chance, literally come down from Jersey. Shouts to chem class. I thought that was a super dope move. You know what I mean? Seeing shit like that, like, dude flew down from New Jersey to perform one song with Butta. Like, if that doesn't scream respect and just, like, heart, you know, dedication to this fucking craft and this music, then I don't know what does. But, yeah, man, overall great night. If you missed it, like I said, check out the motherfucking vlog on my YouTube. Um, and other than that, you might just have to wait till next year, man. We got more shows coming, though, man, so stay tuned. Also, new music coming, as always. Shit don't motherfucking stop, man. She, she, she. And like always, we got some new music. Know we got to have some hip-hop. We got a new song, Remy Rap. And it's just as it says. It's Remy Ma and Rhapsody with DJ Premier. Got a new hit single. Go ahead and peep this shit, you heard? Rap. Remy, Ma. no lie, it's only like five females in the game that can really rap. Got followers and fame in the name, so they thinking that. They can now be listed with the spitters, bitch, imagine that. Ain't talking about your lace front when I say your shit is really whack. They know what's gonna happen to the ass if Remy on the track. And no, I ain't trying to be catty. They know they really lack you ass out without your ass out. And that's really fast, but if I say it, I'm a hater. I hear the chitter chat. They know that my pen is crazy, but they don't want to give me that. Every time I spit some shit, they saying that it's really pap. Claim I can't make a song, but actually that's really cap. Had them conceited all the way up and leaning back. I know they be popping shit. She only hot when Rimmer crack. In my presence, they be on my dick like little Jimmy hats. Acting like I ain't the reason these bitches can't even rap. I'm also the reason y'all know these bitches can't even rap. Try to spread a rumor that I'm ugly, bitch, I'm pretty black. Then try to line, paint an image that I'm really fat. Ho, whenever I want, I can thirst trap. The only thing fat is these pockets and this motherfucking kitty cat. Y'all be on some she hit me, so I'ma hit her back. I be on some she hit me, so now she getting clapped. Birds of a feather flock together, y'all be in a pack. And to do anything for the cheese, yeah, you been a rat. I rap when I wanna. I stop to have my daughter was flying PJs when y'all was wearing pajamas. And I'm signed to myself so they can't jerk her. Some court more suits and cases than a TSA broker, motherfucker. Daughter of a gun, I spit it like a bullet. Yeah. That's literary caution, I should win me a puller. So I don't show cars, I show face without the hoodie up. Change my perspective, think like L Boogie does. Uh, I was never late, never. Mm, y'all was just early. Real. Never fall short unless the shorts come with jersey. Uh, Life never straight, that bitch hella curvy. Uh, I'm a biggest fan, I wear my shit out like Kirby. Uh, Pierre, Pierre, yeah, I'm bubbling, baby. Never switch pockets, only refill them like the baby. When, when, y'all cry, I'm on a different tier. Yeah. We ain't the same, me and you, we got some different fears. Talk. Jerry Lorenzo, this G-O-D flow. Talk. Word Talk. to the North Star, I rep East Coast. East Coast. Road to success, come with a bridge like e Today they want to peel, but back then it was kilos. Why Primo hit me, cause he know I'm dope. You know. Rap like I got a big dick and niggas choking. Never had an urge to be the wave, I'm the fucking ocean. Real if shit. you can't see that, then you just a blind turtle. <laughs> Shell shot when I hit block, block. Niggas know when I rhyme, it sound like a glock, glock. Ask me where I'm headed, motherfucker, to the top, top. Can't rain on my parade, ain't no rain drop. Can't be DJ Premier, Premier without some scooby scooby scratching, you know what I mean? That's that new fire Remy rap. Make sure you peep that, man. Also with a brand new album, The Forever Story. Dreamville's finest Jid. I know, I think we've debated that on here. J-I-D versus Jid. I've heard him pronounce it Jid, so that's what I'm rolling with. J-I-D looks more natural, I feel like, because it's all capital letters. J-I-D, literally. But there's no periods in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to go with the creators. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The way I've heard this dude say it. So this is Jid, new album, The Forever Story. It looks like there's, uh, what, 15 tracks. Got a bunch of dope features on here. Earth Gang, 21 Savage, Lil Dirk, Ari Lennox, Yasin Bey, Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? All-star lineup, man. I was going to play Stars featuring Yasin Bey, but just given that Jid and Earth Gang are both Dreamville, I'm going to go ahead and play this collab, Can't Punk Me, you know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here. 
was just a, I was just a, uh, I was just a, look at me, uh. I was just a po-ass nigga before I turned into a poet. Pro kids kicking the dirt, we playing bust them up, throw it. Ain't never been off a of flat show, the fuck is a foreign. All of my heroes had zeros and customers growing. Ain't no hoeing me, boy, I ain't going. Try disciplining niggas, disappointed. I participated, could have been avoided, but they kill a nigga trying to fill a boy, filling fouls in the drawer. It's a girl, listen, child, listen, boy, in the world trying to drown out the noise. You heard that? You like that? You feel that? You do? You serve that? Make a bird bag, alert pack, the flu. Get a knife and get a gun too. Good niggas don't do kung fu. Buy the junk, y'all niggas jump you. Pull out the pump, can't pump you. Uh, pull out the pump, can't pump me, bitch. Pull out the pump, can't pump me, ho. Pull out the pump, can't pump me, bitch. Pull out the pump, can't pump me, bitch. Pull out the pump, can't pump me, bitch. Pull out the pump, can't pump me, ho. Pull out the pump, can't pump me, bitch. Okay, what's happening? Shouted from the land where the preachers always packing. Shouted, no, I'm never lacking. Shouted, pull pit pools that ratchet eat your heart out like it's a starving pit bull. Shit, where I'm from, everybody got a tool. KP said you post your wins, you gotta repeat them again and again. But see, I was born for greatness. Why the hell should I pretend like I wasn't in the arms of our live bear hugging? I feel no man nor brandish. Still, here's your fair warning. The audacity to think that I surpassed them from Atlanta streets. You must be crazy now. Let's be clear, I'm clairvoyant. I never left from zone. Four bitch fuck is a foreign But I knew I dragged my nuts across the world For I was touring Europeans raining kisses out in Paris It was boring Nigga, I was just in Georgia Where the gunshots were storming Black eye, black eye, black eye Tell the story To be or not to be dead in the morning If you knew the cage that I was raised in Shit, my nigga, then you should loot the path I'm out here blazing Guess he thought we jump and run Cause he was pistol waving Motherfucker, fuck the devil Boy, I'm from the A, man Some new Dreamville shit for that ass. Jid and Earth Gang. Make sure you check that out, man. The album just dropped the last week of August. So naturally, you know, it's still early September out here. We ain't too late. We ain't too too far behind, man. I saw that Jid also just did an NPR Tiny Desk concert. I'm sure in conjunction with the new album drop. So make sure you check that out too, man. I mean... But I think that might have been all we had for new music. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, Joey Badass did drop another... So he just dropped an album like we played on one of the... I think the last episode, or the one before that. He just dropped a new single from the episode. I heard him doing an interview. He was basically saying, instead of releasing a deluxe version of the album, like a lot of artists do... He was planning on just releasing a couple extra singles that it's almost like a a surplus single to the album because the cover art's the same. It's still registered at that it's under the 2000 album, but it's like a separate single. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I've never seen that done before, but shouts to Joy Badass. You know what I mean? I think that's all we got for new music, man. You know we got some music news, though. Let's go ahead and get right into it, man. First and foremost, man, rest in peace and big shout out to the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle is set to get his own day, I'm assuming in the city of Los Angeles, and a star on the Walk of Fame. You know what I mean? It's sad because he didn't get to fulfill his career, I'm sure, the way he would have wanted to and the way his fans would have liked to see. It was cut short, unfortunately. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was only 30-something. I don't know his exact age, probably like 35 or something like that. But yeah, man, rest in peace to Nip, man. Hopefully he's smiling from up above. Happy to get his homage. That's why you get, you, like they say on Drink Champs, man, you got to give the people their flowers while they're here, man, while they can smell them. They're allowed to smell them, smoke them, whatever, man. But yeah, shouts to Nip. Also a big shout-out to Solange Knowles. You guys probably know Solange. Most of you will recognize her older sister more so, obviously, Beyonce. But so Beyonce's younger sister, Solange, who is also an artist, singer. She does more kind of R&B, less pop music. Um, But she just composed her first ballet, which I thought was interesting. I saw her tweet in the end of August, so a couple weeks back. She said, very excited to announce I've composed an original score for the New York City Ballet. Choreography by Gianna Rison, 
score performed by the City Ballet Orchestra and soloist from my ensemble. And I guess the shows are October 1st, 8th, 11th, and 16th, as well as May 2nd, 11th, 13th, 17th, and 18th at the Lincoln Center in New York City. But yeah, big shout out, round of applause for Solange. That's big for anybody, you know what I mean? Not just um, not just an artist, I guess, but it makes sense she's an artist doing it. Either way, man, big shout out to her. That's fucking super dope. Solange Knowles coming for that crown. And Knowles crown, man. No, I'm playing around. I'm sure they have friendly competition between each other, but they're both very different artists, people from what it seems, you know. But shout out to Solange. What else do we got for music? Also, big shout out to Currency, man. He just launched his own NASCAR team, Jet Life Racing. I'm sure most people, myself included, would never think that hip-hop and NASCAR would be involved in any way just because different demographic, you know what I mean, just didn't seem to mesh to someone like me. But Spitta said, fuck that, man. I know he's a big car head. You can hear it in his lyrics, even on his album art and stuff like that. He's always got some car stuff in there. Even literally like into Hot Wheels and shit. But I guess, you know, he combined both his loves, man. Cars, hip-hop, fucking entrepreneurship. Essentially started his own NASCAR team with Jet Life Racing. So once again, shout out to Currency, a.k.a. the Hot Spitter. You know what I mean? But that was super fire. Also wanted to give a big shout out to Mickey Fat. I feel like we might have talked about Mickey Fax on here. He's been, you know, he's um, linked up with Butta. So he's been to a couple shows down here at Butta's birthday show, but also just random shows coming through Orlando. We'll always pull up to see him. But man, this guy is taking hip hop and intelligence and just all around player shit to the fucking next level, man. I don't even know how to describe this shit. He essentially started his own school, man. Like how the fuck can the bar is set? Very fucking high, I might add. So Mickey Fax opened his own school or scholastic course. I don't know what to call it exactly because I don't know if there's like a brick and mortar. Not that that matters, but he basically opened this course. A different set of courses or uh, curriculum might be a better word strictly based around you know music he's a musician slash artist so it's about music it's also about financial literacy he's talked about in interviews on drink champs and stuff like that but it's called pendulum inc mickey fax's pendulum inc and i'll just give you a brief insight to what's going on the august calendar which has passed now it included classes such as rap theory which oh okay it's broken down into blocks, right? Class blocks, and then beneath each of those is kind of a different topic that they're going to touch. So the first block is Rap Theory. Under that is Scheming 101, Constraints, Songwriting, and Anthems. The next block is Advanced Techniques. Beneath Advanced Techniques, we got Scheming 201, Ribboning and Reflector Rhyme, and Constraints again. The third one is Rhymecology with SA-Rock or Sa-Rock. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I apologize. Uh, the next block is Chilla's Rap Battle. Chilla's Battle Rap, excuse me. Mickey's Money Class, more so on financial literacy, like we said. Then we got Songwriting with Tony Williams. And the last is Cam's Content Creation. But yeah, man, big shout out to Mickey Fax. Changing the game, Thinking for forward thinking, man. You know what I mean? People get too caught up in what I did, what I wish I did, you know, all that bullshit. We gotta look forward. What can you do? Future, man. Futuristic shit. But what else we got? I know we got some more music news. Big shout out to Jay Cole. Supposed to be on the cover of the new NBA 2K game. I'm sure I mentioned on here before. I'm not a huge gamer. I don't even have a video game system. Once I come out with Skate, that may change. But hey, man, 
I know NBA 2K well, you know what I mean, from college days and stuff like that. If you guys play video games, you fucking know 2K, one of the most popular basketball games. But given his background and his kind of side hustle with the whole basketball shit, I know we talked about him playing overseas. J. Cole will be gracing the new cover of NBA 2K. So big shout out to him. Uh, Let me see. I know we got a bunch of shit, man. I'm trying to get through it. Trying to get through it, eh? This one's also kind of random. It's not necessarily on music, but it's involving a musician, so we'll put it here. Shout out to Lil Yachty, man. He's got his own pizza now available in Walmart. And I'm sure it goes without saying, I'm not necessarily a Lil Yachty fan, per se, of music, but I definitely uh, I definitely applaud his entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? His business acumen, making a food, an item that people can identify with him. I guarantee there's a bunch of kids begging their moms to buy the Lil Yachty pizza. It might even taste like ass. But guess what? Your kid's going to fucking make you buy it, man. Strategic marketing, man. Fuck out of here. What else we got for music? This isn't music, but I'm just going to toss it in here, and I really don't even want to get into details. But Black China claims she's making $20 million a month on OnlyFans. I'll let you do the math there. <laughs> if you don't know who fucking Black China is, uh, then, you know, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> 20 mil a month is insane, though. If that's true, that is fucking insane. Um, what else we got? They, I don't know if you guys saw this, man. I thought this was super fucking weird. They created an AI rapper. Literally an an artificial intelligence hip-hop artist. So like kind of an NFT come to life that fucking rapped and made his own music or its own music, right? So this AI rapper got a deal with Capitol Records apparently and then almost immediately was dropped. I know I took screenshots of this article and everything, so let me find this shit real quick. So the AI rapper's name is FN Mecca. FN space M-E-K-A. But it says animated rapper FN Mecca dropped from Capitol Records after racism controversy. Which is interesting. So let's see what that's about. And then I also saw, I don't know if I'll be able to find it again because social media is so vast. That shit got lost probably. But there was some dude, whoever apparently was the voice of this AI rapper, made a um, made a video and posted it essentially saying how they cheated him out of his voice, more or less. They got him to voice this AI rapper and, you know, do his voiceover work, inflections, whatnot, probably stole his cadence and whatnot. But then once the deals pushed through, I guess they stopped answering this dude's calls. You know what I mean? They didn't pay him what he was owed. I'm going to see if I can find... I'm going to see if I can find this shit. Hang on one second, man. The title says, Capitol Records drops virtual rapper FN Mecca after facing criticism for racial stereotyping. It says, It has come to our attention that your company has decided to partner with Factory New on signing the artificially designed rapper, quote-unquote, FN Mecca. While we applaud innovation in tech that connects listeners to music and enhances the experience, we find fault in the lack of awareness in how offensive this caricature is. It is a direct insult to the black community and our culture. An amalgamation of gross stereotypes, appropriative mannerisms that derive from black artists complete with slurs infused in lyrics. This digital effigy is a careless abomination and disrespectful to real people who face real consequences in real life. For example, Gunna, a black artist who is featured on a song with FN Mecca, is currently incarcerated for rapping the same type of lyrics this robot mimics. The difference is, your artificial rapper will not be subject to federal charges for such. For your company to approve this shows a serious lack of diversity and resounding amount of tone-deaf leadership. 
This is simply unacceptable and will not be tolerated. We demand this partnership be terminated, a formal public apology be issued, FN Mecca removed from all platforms. Furthermore, all money spent by Capital Records and Factory New for this project will be allocated to charitable organizations that directly support black youth in the arts, as well as marketing budgets for black artists signed to Capitol Records. We look forward to your response and compliance. So let me see real quick if I can find the dude who actually voiced this guy and was talking about them essentially not giving him his just due. You know what I mean? Because uh, he's obviously the closest to the situation and will probably explain it a little better than I am. But that art, that little blurb that I just read kind of does um, shed more light than I knew. I, I hadn't read that part yet. So yeah, in this exclusive interview with Revolt, uh, this is between Revolt and the guy who fucking voiced this FN Mecca robot rapper. Fucking robot. Who? <laughs> I'm not laughing at the situation, obviously, but who would have thought that I, Robot, would be fucking rappers? You know what I mean? They're doing these little robot dogs and robot police. They're fucking making robot rappers out here, man. Might to be the name of this episode. We'll fucking see, man. FM Mecca, you robot rapping motherfucker. Piece of shit. <laughs> so the article says, Who would have thought an N-word drop from a rapper on Twitter would cause such a ruckus? But when the rapper in question named FN Mecca is an AI one, that is one created from artificial intelligence... That would definitely be an unusual twist and raise some eyebrows. Then add in the fact that the public didn't know who the voice of the character was and if it was even from a black person. So per usual, when something has them fucked up, black Twitter took to the tweets and demanded answers. Who the heck was allowing this AI rapper FN Mecca who's giving all types of 6ix9ine and Lil Pump vibes to say the N-word in his music? What made matters appear worse was that one of the most reputable music labels in the world, Capitol Records, co-signed the mysterious AI rapper by signing it. Notice how they say it, not him. Fucking robot. (laughs) However, that moment lasted shorter than the time it takes to cook minute rice. The backlash on social media from that move got so severe that Capital dropped Mecca just a couple weeks after bringing him on board. A couple weeks? I thought it was quicker than that. I thought it was like a day or two. Um, but okay, we know the background. Let's get down to the actual interview. So, taking to his Instagram during this ordeal, rapper Kyle the Hooligan finally came forward as the voice behind the AI character. And it turns out that he has a lot to say. From claiming he's never been paid for voicing Mecca to the creator ghosting him, his thoughts on the backlash, and more, Kyle revealed all in his interview with Revolt. Kyle is now planning to sue Factory New and Brandon to recoup the money he's rightfully owed for the project. Read what he had to say, okay. So Revolt asks, How are you approached to voice FN Mecca? Kyle says, a mutual friend introduced us, and that's when I was talking to Brandon Lee directly after that. What songs did you voice? He said, one called Internet, Moonwalking, and there was another one called Cowboy. I did several other songs and ideas as well, but those were the three that came out before being posted. I wrote everything. Music 100% was me. They ask, there was a lot of controversy on social media these last few weeks because on one of the songs, Mecca was heard saying the N-word. That was you. He says, yes, that was my voice. Were you aware that FN Mecca would be a black rapper? With you saying the N-word on the song, was his race a thinking point when you were making it? He responds, I wasn't even thinking about it, honestly. 
it was just AI, and I was supposed to be basically a partner, promised equity in the character. I'm thinking that's me, you know what I mean? Me recording, I'm just recording how I would record. I didn't think of it because I'm black. Revolt asked, did you even see how Mecca looked yet at that point? He answers, no. The characters were created, which was when I got introduced. They wanted a rapper to make it a rapper, and that's when I joined the team. When you first saw FN Mecca, to you, it came off as a black person because you said you were thinking that it would be, right? Was that the whole thought process? He responds, when I got involved as far as rapping, when they promised me equity in the character, I felt at that point it was a collaborative project and I was supposed to be a partner in the character. That's when I said, okay, the character is basically me in a different form, an AI alter ego type of thing. I didn't really think of it as a race or anything like that. When I got involved, I was part of the character. There's this IG post from 2019 that's on FN Mecca's page, and it shows him getting beat up by a cop and calling it police brutality. Did you see this beforehand? And if not, what are your thoughts now? No, I never seen that. The only thing I saw was when he was in a jail suit and he was beating up 6ix9ine. I believe I was already ghosted by the time all this happened when they went left field. I felt like that was crossing the line because for one, you're not black. It's already hard being black in America. Just leaving your house and making it back is already a challenge in itself. You never know what happens just on a day to day. I felt like that crossed the line that wasn't cool at all. When you say he wasn't black, are you talking about the character or the people who made it up? Yeah, the creator, Brandon. He's the one that's doing it. It's not like the thing is doing itself. What's been your reaction to all of the backlash on social media that you've seen? What have you been thinking? Kyle says that it's good because they shouldn't have cut me out and karma don't play and God don't play. It's good that people can shine light and they can see what's going on and shed light on black creatives that basically don't get their credit or compensation. So yeah, man. I mean, shout out to Kyle the Hooligan. You know what I mean? For A, just kind of innovating this whole thing. B, doing the right thing when he saw they were trying to fucking jerk him. And then, you know, just for being brave, man. I'm sure it's not easy to stand up to huge companies like Capitol Records. I don't know how big this fucking company that the other dude works for or whatever. But you know what I mean? Shouts to Kyle, man. Fuck FN Mecca, you heard? Goddamn robot rappers. And last but not least for music, man, I know we mentioned a couple episodes back um, the Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins had passed away, once again, RIP. So they just, uh, I'm assuming they're just now going back on tour. So basically, Taylor Hawkins' son, 16 year old Shane Hawkins, played the drums with the Foo Fighters in a tribute to his dad to their song, My Hero. No bullshit. I mean, I'm going to play the whole song and, you know, hopefully you guys rock with it too. This shit damn near brought me to tears, man. Can you imagine playing in your dad's band, playing, you know, showing homage to him? You can see the kid's face. Like, he's really into the music. He's a fucking great drummer for being a teenager. His dad's Taylor Hawkins, so, I mean, it makes sense, but... You know, you can kind of tell he's he's emotional, obviously. But I'm going to play this shit, man. This, this shit is fucking pulling on my heartstrings just talking about it, man. Shane starts this song.
I'm not going to play the whole song just because the audio quality isn't that great. It's from a live show. But there's a breakdown in the middle of the song where Dave Grohl, the lead singer of Foo Fighters, basically turns around to Shane and they're kind of playing together. It's just fucking beautiful, man. Can you imagine? Those are basically his uncles. You know what I mean? His dad was in the same band with them since the fucking, what, late 90s, early 2000s? Probably early 2000s, I think. But still, man, it... That shit, man. That shit cut me deep, man. Rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins, man. Shout out to Shane Hawkins. Much love. Fucking killed the show, bro. Killed it, you know. She, she, she. So getting off music, but I guess kind of staying on entertainment, sports. Uh, big shout out to Serena Williams. She officially announced her retirement. And I'm not applauding her retiring, obviously, but just celebrating her lengthy very decorated career you know what i mean probably the best tennis player to swing a racket you know and i don't think that's just female i think that's period male or female i mean you can debate me on that but i don't know i feel like she could whoop a lot of these dudes asses out here bro i mean so shout out to serena man very long illustrious career and also i guess staying on sports um, I don't know if you guys have seen, I, only, I know we talked about Brittany Griner, the WNBA player who is being held captive essentially over in Russian prisons. She was just found guilty on drug charges and sentenced to nine years, which, I mean, nine years in an, uh, an American prison would probably be no fun. So nine years in a Russian prison, man, I can't imagine that shit. Much love to her. Keep your head up. I don't know if... I don't know what her options are. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of... I don't know, man. The situation does not look good. I think the war going on over there obviously isn't helping things. You know? Because um, people are saying both sides. Like, obviously they should let her go. And then the other side, people are saying, like, what the fuck are you thinking bringing weed into Russia? Which, I mean... It's, you know, people forget things. I've brought in a knife to the airport on accident. I was not trying to bring a knife on the plane, but I went through security. They found that shit, and they're like, do you want to toss this, or do you want to mail it to yourself? You know what I mean? So I had to pay, like, 80 bucks or some shit to mail it to myself, but it was a weapon, and, you know, it was unintentional. So, I mean, things happen. It is crazy because I saw another story that says um, kind of – Spurred by all this stuff going on with Brittany Griner, it said a 2019 incident in which an American white woman was caught with 19 grams of marijuana in Russia has resurfaced following the Brittany Griner sentencing. Audrey Lorber, who was 19 at the time, served roughly two months in a Russian prison after she was found guilty of smuggling 19 grams of THC while on family vacation. She was also fined 15,000 rubles, which is equivalent to about 375 American dollars. The New York Post confirmed that Lorber was found guilty. So obviously, um, some people may say this is happening now with Brittany because of the war. Other people may say it's because of the color of her skin. You know what I mean? Very large black woman plays in the WNBA um, obviously more of a celebrity than this random girl, but it's, it's questionable, you know, because then actually I forgot, I saw another fucking clip that said in the U S and this is here in America, not in Russia here in the U S 38 year old Alan Russell is serving a life sentence after being convicted for having 1.55 ounces of marijuana. His appeal was denied last year. And that's in America, serving life 
for an ounce and a half of weed. So, but he's a black man. Sorry, I didn't say. There's a picture here, but you can't see the picture. So, it makes you scratch your head, man. Like, is it really over the war? Is it really because they care that much about keeping drugs out? Or are there racial undertones? You know what I mean? Again, much love to Brittany Griner. Good luck. I mean, sending positivity and prayers for her. I don't, like I said, knock on wood, fucking again. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to jail here in America, so I can't imagine going to jail anywhere abroad. But Russia, I mean, from what I hear, it's very fucking cold. You know what I mean? You only hear not bad things about Russia, but just not so pleasant things, you know? And again, she's a six-foot-something black woman from America. Uh, Yeah. Prayers to her, man. We do have some somewhat good news. I'm not going to say it's good news because Ahmaud Arbery will never get his life back. But silver lining, I guess. Not even that because, again, you know, it doesn't equate unless they did um, the death penalty, which I'm not saying they should, but that would kind of... Even, even that, man. Anyway, Travis McMichael was sentenced to life in prison on federal hate crime charges for Ahmad Arbery's murder. Well, at least he got life, right? Fucking um, Chauvin or whatever got like 30-something years, 50-something years or whatever, but not life. It was I know, remember it was an extended period of time, and then I think... They added years onto that, so it's essentially a life sentence, but they didn't call it life. And just something about that is a little weird. So, like I said, not that it's going to bring a mod back to this planet, but it is somewhat comforting to see these fucking malicious bigot fucks get either the slammer for life or, like I said, not condoning the death penalty, but, I mean, eye for an eye, I don't know. Anyway, I also saw a teacher in Florida resigned after the school district removed his quote-unquote age-inappropriate images of historic black Americans. Michael James says he hung photos of heroes like Martin Luther King Jr., Harriet Tubman, Colin Powell, and Barack Obama to inspire his students. And allegedly, one of the superintendents had come in one day and was taking the stuff off his wall. When he asked why, they said it's quote-unquote age-inappropriate, and they didn't want to give kids, like, I don't know, false hope or some shit? And he literally argued, you know, Barack Obama is a president. That's not just some random historical figure that I think is, you know, historic or whatever. Like, this was not only the first black president in this country, but he was sworn in as president of the fucking United States. And they still removed his shit from the classroom, so he resigned. And I mean, shouts to him. Shouts to Michael James, man, because that's fucking, yeah, it's like, it's, it's weird living in Florida, man, this whole DeSantis era that we're in with the Stop Woke Act and shit. Like, you can't, they're trying to rewrite history, but now it sounds like they're trying to straight up erase history. You know what I mean? Like, they already rewrote and fabricated and told us lies. Essentially, not everything's a lie, but a lot of the shit that we heard was a lie or a lot of the truths were omitted, you know? But now it's like, you can't even hang a picture of MLK in in a classroom? How? What the fuck is this piece of shit? I just feel like so much shit today doesn't make sense, man. So finally, something that does make sense Fucking Trump's estate in Mar-a-Lago, Florida was finally... Like, they're finally investigating this dude. The article that I found says, Former President Donald Trump's residence at his Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach, Florida was searched Monday by the FBI in what appeared to be of a long-running investigation of whether documents, some of them top secret were taken there instead of being sent to the National Archives when Trump left office. 
News of the court-authorized search prompted recriminations of Trump's fellow Republicans, including House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who threatened to investigate the Justice Department if the GOP takes control of the chamber next year. Democrats, who twice impeached Trump but failed both times to convict him, welcomed the news of the raid. So, I just think, you know, I'm not in the know enough to obviously know like what this dude has at his house or what went behind the scenes of all this politics shit as none of you do listening or not listening, whatever. Like people claim they know all this shit, but you don't know jack shit. You know what I mean? They only know you only know what they tell you. So all that I'm happy about is that they're doing their due diligence finally. You know what I mean? It seemed like throughout his whole time in office, he just kind of got away with shit scot free. And there was no checks and balances. There wasn't any sort of like justice, for lack of better words, you know? So even if he is in the right and he has nothing at his crib, I feel like the fact that you've done all this sketchy shit and these allegations have been around for a while now, you've kind of led to people to believe these certain things about you. The very, you, know, you almost owe it to, especially as the fucking president, dude. I mean, you kind of owe it to the country just to prove your innocence, more or less. You're fucking... I'm sure you got good contacts with lawyers and shit, you know what I mean? Like, figure it out, bro. But yeah, I thought that was super interesting, man. And I guess kind of staying on politics, um, Colombia apparently uh, just elected their first leftist president. I saw an NPR article that said, Colombia's first leftist president spoke to the nation on Sunday after being sworn into office criticizing the war on drugs and addressing climate change. Gustavo Petro has promised to fight inequality and bring peace to a country haunted by feuds between the government, drug traffickers, and rebel groups. It's time for a new international convention that accepts that the war on drugs has emphatically failed that it has left one million Latin Americans murdered, the majority of them Colombians, in the past 40 years, Petro said at an event in Bogota. Petro, a former member of Colombia's M-19 guerrilla group, won the presidential election in June by beating conservative parties that offered moderate changes to the market-friendly economy but failed to connect with voters frustrated by rising poverty and violence against human rights leaders and environmental groups in rural areas. The ex-rebels' victory was exceptional for Colombia, where voters had been historically reluctant to back leftist politicians who were often accused of being soft on crime or allied with guerrillas. Petro also formed alliances with environmentalists during his presidential campaign and has promised to turn Colombia into a quote-unquote global powerhouse for life by slowing deforestation and taking steps to reduce the country's reliance on fossil fuels. So yeah, man. That sounds like some big news. Obviously, I'm not tapped in with Colombia's politics let alone really anything in Colombia or about Colombia I got a homie down there shouts to Jeremy but big shout out to Gustavo Petro man like that sounds like I mean again this is politics knock on wood I hope everything I just read is true I mean we're kind of seeing it with Biden now a lot of times people promise all these things they get elected and they just go back to the fuckery that's been going on or whatever so I don't know we'll see but much love to Colombia Sounds like they're moving in the right direction, at least, you know, the way that the people down there would like to move, at least from what the article said. Again, we only know what they tell us, man. Shit. And I guess also real quick on political shit, I did see a video on Twitter, a failed assassination attempt of Argentina's vice president, Christina Kirchner. It was a video. It was fucking crazy, too. Super crowded street. I don't know where they were coming from or where they were going, but it was like this vice president, she did have some security with her, I think, a couple dudes behind her, 
But she was like shaking hands with the people, you know, trying to be of the people and whatnot. And then sure enough, at the bottom of the frame of the video, you see a hand come up with a gun and pull the trigger. But apparently the gun failed to fire. She's still alive, thank God, prayers to her. Um, and she obviously doesn't realize what's going on until kind of much later. So she, you know, her delayed reaction is just kind of ducking and, um, yeah, prayers to her, man, or shouts to her, you know what I mean? I'm glad that that fucking gun failed that day, you know what I mean? The comments were like, oh yeah, God got her, you know? But shit like that is fucking insane. You literally see the gun pointed, you know, the, what's the term, point blank, literally inches from her face. So had it gone off, she 100% would have died. I almost guarantee it. I'm not a doctor or anything, but, you know. So she made it through. Big shouts to her, man. Fucking nuts. Um, what else did we got? Fucking cops at it again. Body cam footage was released showing LAPD officers shooting a black man who they knew was unarmed. On July 18th. Jermaine Pettit was walking down a street in a residential Los Angeles neighborhood when someone called 911 and reported that a black man was carrying a gun when he wasn't. Fucking ridiculous, man. This shit seems like it's never ending. What the fuck is this piece of shit? Also, two, we got two rest in pieces that we'll just throw here and we'll go ahead and wrap this up, man, because, you know, like we say, man, save the, the sad news for last. R.I.P. to hip-hop artist P&B Rock, New York hip-hop artist. I, I believe I read he was shot in L.A. He was out in L.A. for whatever reason and was unfortunately killed by gunfire out there. Or murdered, I should say. Um, I think I read he was, he was just eaten out of Roscoe's. And I believe... People were trying to steal his chain. I'm sure he didn't want to give it up easy, you know, and it may have escalated. Um, again, I don't, I don't know the exact situation, but rest in peace to PNB Rock. And I did see, man. I don't know who these guys were, and I have never been to LA, so I don't know the fucking culture out there or whatever. But there was a video of these dudes right after this shooting happened, so I'm assuming it's associated with it. But they're essentially on camera flashing their guns like yo man if you come out to LA you got to tap in like and I understand um gang culture is very prevalent out there you know from friends and people who just know that area and have told me about it or whatever but it just it seemed a little seemed like the wrong time you know especially because it didn't seem like it was a friendly warning it seemed like it was a threatening warning more or less you know, like, not like these dudes did it, but that's almost how they were painting the picture. I just, it, it was weird. It was weird, man. Again, I'm not familiar with LA, never been. I'd like to go at some point, and I'm obviously not involved with any gangs, but I don't know, man. Some wild shit. So rest in peace to PNB Rock, prayers to his family, everyone who's affected by that. And then I'm sure you guys have seen Queen Elizabeth of the UK has passed away at 96. And I was seeing very mixed uh, comments and opinions online. Very emotionally charged, it seemed like. You know, there was um, there was like a video of the, this Irish dance team literally doing like a happy little dance step. I don't know what it's called. I don't want to butcher it, but, you know, they're being... Ireland being happy about it, given their history. Um, I believe she passed in Scotland, too. And, I mean, I'm not great with UK history or really history in general, but I think Scotland and Ireland are kind of in the same boat to where, like, they were just... I believe both of them have always had the UK's foot kind of, like, on their neck. To my knowledge, again, I'm not... I don't know. And who's to say that's to change, you know what I mean? People are acting like now that the Queen's gone, the UK is going to be this friendly place that's going to just get along with everybody now and not be greedy and corrupt and all the shit that they've been throughout time. But, like, who's to say that this lady passing is going to change any of that? Rest in peace to her, obviously. I mean, anytime any human being dies, you know, whether good or bad, it's it's a life. She was a mother, grandmother, you know, 
again, I wasn't really affected by any of the shit that she did over the years, as you probably weren't either, and the people posting that shit may or may not have been. So there, there was a lot of negative stuff about her. There was some positive stuff, too. I did see a couple positive stories, one of which I wanted to share just because, it, you know, it's fucking hip-hop out here. But apparently, like, she single-handedly uh, helped out Snoop. Let me find this shit. There's this video of Snoop talking about how he, I don't know if he got arrested or something back in like the 90s, back when he was Snoop Doggy Dog, and just like his early in his career, and she was like, no, you know what I mean? Like, free that man. Hang on one second, I'm gonna pull up this video. They kicked me out the UK. What? Kicked this evil bastard out. <laughs> Look at <laughs> nigga's head. They politically nigga. went at you? Oh. That shit is documented. So the perspective they had was this nigga beat a murder case and he over here. And he over here turning up. <laughs> but guess who came to my defense? Who came? Just take a guess. Uh, no, pr uh, pr pr the, uh, was it the prime minister? No. The queen, nigga. The queen shut it down? The queen said this man has done nothing in our country. He can come. <laughs> queen, nigga. Cup of tea, man. Bow down, nigga. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, when the queen speak, bow down. BBC. Yeah, that's Harry and a, and, and and William's grandmother. You dig? Not the Hendersons. You, you know think you mean? think they wasn't there saying, Grandma? Please let him in, Grandma. He's okay. We love his music. You know, Harry, I'll let him in for you. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I guess he was, like, banned because he was fighting a case at the time. You know, people painted this very negative gangster image about him. I mean, that's what a lot of his music was about, but people know Snoop now. He's, like, the fucking, seems like the friendliest dude in the world. I mean, I'm sure he's got, you know, he can handle his own. I'm not saying he's, like, soft, but he's fucking Uncle Snoop. You know what I mean? I know he's got grandkids. So I thought that was super dope. You know what I mean? The queen was like, nah. Snoop can <laughs> Snoop can come over, come across the pond. <laughs> but yeah, man, rest in peace um, to the Queen. Rest in peace to PNB Rock. I'm sure there are plenty of others out there with all this crazy shit going on. I actually saw, yeah, I mean, not. I'm not gonna say not rest in peace, but I'm not gonna say rest in peace. But I saw that the U.S. actually killed the leader of Al Qaeda with a drone attack. Which was fucking insane. I didn't get the details on that, but... Fucking wild, man. So yeah, man. I think I'm just gonna wrap up episode 78 of the K-Podcast, man. Appreciate you guys being here like always. As always. In case I haven't reminded you enough fucking times. Hit the email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to follow the socials. Stay up with little, you know, updates, behind-the-scenes shit. And just keep in touch when new episodes are dropping if you're not subscribed or whatever. Uh, all of the socials are at The Real K Podcast. T-H-E-R-E-A-L-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Yep. Um, and yeah, make sure, you know, give us five stars, all that good shit. While you're checking out the fucking Ozone vlog, make sure you check out all the video episodes on there. And, um, yeah, man, you know the motherfucking vibe. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned. Till next time, we fucking out of here, man. She, she, she.
The case Peace.